and just towering above all of you, the eagle kind of peers down and you just mentally hear, Oh, hey guys. How's it, how's it going? Where's my buff? I don't feel very buff right now. So, so how are we getting out there? Uh, your girl here can summon orcas and sharks that will do my bidding because they're actually sweet little lovable guys. I also have a magic carpet. Yeah, but if it is a trial, I'd, I'd like to do it the right way. It's challenging, builds character. I like this guy. He's nice. This brazier is affixed to the bow of a boat, and there's an underlying song. Fishermen know the sea better than a admin, I think. On this ship, only one individual. Who go there? We go here. Welcome, Foundlings. I am Quentin, your GM and host for the SAO Odd Campaign. This is Season 4, Episode 22, and I am surrounded by a, a bunch of faces who are currently staring off in various directions. I thought we were lovely oh, John, players. There, you are lovely players. Hello! Say hi, my lovely players. Hi, my lovely players. Hi, my lovely players. Hi. Oh, so Jonathan you, just, you, you know. Thank you, Jonathan. Hi, how are you, bud? Oh, look at that. The one person who's making eye contact with me, too. Everyone else is, like, staring off into space. Bro. Trying to get that GM favoritism over there. Absolutely. <laughs> He's in my good graces. He will be the one to survive today's encounter. Um, anywho, introduce yourselves. I've introduced myself. I'm Quentin, the GM of the SAO Odd Campaign, and everyone else is... Hi! I'm Emily. I play Snow uh, on this on this podcast, but uh, you might know me from many other names. I have had many names. See if you can guess them. Put them on the link or comment below. You know that thing that we don't do that we have. The, never mind. I'm I'm, I'm just gonna have to start Easter egging you to voice NPCs, so people will have to like oh that one NPC from Floor Five, the no, shopkeeper. We'll just, no, we'll do it to Jonathan. Jonathan has such a distinct there voice. There you go. Jonathan's, <laughs> we just have Jonathan record random background voices for people. And then you confuse them and try and like do kind of my voice when mm-hmm. you're doing an NPC. That'd be great. Uh, but like I said, I play Snow in this podcast. She's the leader of the Odd Guild alongside their faithful wolf companion, Achia, <laughs> who is the king. Yes. Yes. And I'm Arel, a woman of uh, only a couple names. And I play Zana, a Xerxes Zion, with her lovely little crow, Alistair. Ah, I, I think you had the most names. What? No, I've I've only I've only had like uh, three. I'm not good at counting. Okay. I think we're actually equal. 
Where that, should... That's sad. But no, 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 not like with people that have died, just people that we voiced. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's not my fault, which it is kind of, but it's not my fault. Somebody it's got eaten entirely. by a bat. It's kind of Sour Daniel's fault for not trying to stop it. They just they, watched. Yeah, they just kind of watched <laughs> and then tried to cast healing magic instead of like ripping it off you. On or a character that has over 100 HP. <laughs> Say love me. We're going to stop roasting our cast members who are not here. Love you, Mohit and Daniel. Hope you're well. <laughs> Hello, I am Jonathan, and I play the character Tama, and while he does not have a faithful companion like the other two, he does have his trusty jar of pickles. It's, it's foolproof. Does. It doesn't fail. Okay, hold on. I'd like to appreciate Jonathan. Yay! That's yeah, a good let's intro. go. That's a good intro. Good job. All right, we made that awkward now. Last time on the Odd Campaign, from mountaintops to seaside, our guild members traveled up and down and all around town, finding themselves in the quaint seaside settlement known as the Frozen Wharf, looking to charter a vessel and find safe passage to find the exit to the next floor. We're currently following Strike Squad as they were lured to the sound of a mysterious singing, which seemed to be emanating from a large boat. On said boat, they find one such Captain Bartholomew Gale. There's one thing I, neg I neglected to say. As you were approaching, I, I need you to roll perception checks for me for you to be able to, um, there there's one piece of information you get. 31. 31. Both 31s. Okay, so you people have been making your way somewhat from inland. You were kind of loitering in an abandoned building the previous night, and you had made your way down to where there is this very large uh, keel boat, is the technical term for it. Um, it's this vessel currently on the wharf, currently docked, and you heard mysterious singing coming from it last night and likewise this morning. As you came to approach it, the singing was continuing until a gunshot rang out over the cold and quiet morning, uh, and the singing stopped instantly. And with your high enough perceptions, you can tell that the gunshot was not intended towards any of you, and it sounds as if the gunshot impacted with something metal. You did, heard, like, a crinkling and a, like, crunching of something being destroyed. Did it sound like it came from on the boat? On the boat, 100%. Okay, so since we're, like, rehashing this, I would like to, uh, really quickly have snow switch from the aurora or the dark snow form into the light step form uh utilizing the uh the chant that she usually does before she goes up uh simply because i i don't know what's up there anymore since some things are a little different um how high up is this boat though uh the boat is probably a good like 10 feet uh like the brim of the boat uh, where the railing is it's probably about 10 feet above where the dock actually is uh, and you see from up above you as you're looking upwards kind of obscured by the sun it's kind of hard to see him but there is a stout grizzled and hairy man uh, he wears a captain's tri hat and has a long red beard and ragged seafarer clothing he's an oversized dark whale skin reefer jacket which seems to jingle as he moves and out from under it the glint of a scabbard catches the sunlight the entire aesthetic of this man from boot to brim just screams pirate whale skin Oh no, I have a I have a feeling Melville is not gonna like that. Who 
dare tread upon the wharf of Captain Bartholomew Gale. Didn't you, like, tell us your name last, like, a few minutes ago? I don't recall. Are you correcting me? No, sir. That is exactly what I thought. And I'll be asking the questions here. All right. You came into my town, onto my port. What is it that you're here for? I know every face and every name that goes through this place, and I know not yours. Huh. Oh, well, uh, this is always fun. Well, I'm Snow, uh, leader of the Odd Guild, and these are my guildmates, my party. We're looking for a vessel that can take us out into the sea. And what would you have need for that for? We're looking for something. There are many a people looking for many a thing. I'm afraid if you wish to charter my vessel, you're going to have to be a wee bit more specific. Yeah, taking all this in, she's a little hesitant to um, vocalize too much. But she looks back towards Tama and the rest of the group, which is Wilson. Yeah, it's just you two. Wilson just gives you like an enthusiastic thumbs up. Like, go for it, now you're doing great. Tama also puts a thumb up. You see like this little sweat bead and she's like, ah, great, no backup. All right. Well, it seems your vessel is the only one that is available. She turns back towards Bartholomew and sort of does a grandiose gesture. For just you three, I'm sure you can find someone more willing to take you out amongst the reef. She gestures to her wolf, uh, who is clearly not standing nearby, but she gestures for him to come closer. I meant all of my companions. Well, I know the who, lass. I need to know the what and where. We're going and what we're looking for. <clears throat> she turns back towards the group again. Guys, I don't have the directions. I'm telling you right now. Help. Oh. Out to sea. Um. Outward. <laughs> uh, do we want to tell him about the whale? Wilson just kind of looks anxiously at all of you. Tama shrugs. Thank you, Tama, for your input. It's always appreciated. Well, we could just tell him we, we're not exactly sure what, we're, what it looks like, because we don't. That could be any whale, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Or didn't... Weren't we given, like... Corn, uh, cardinal yeah, directions like, or something? It's like, like 150 miles out from here. Actual miles or nautical miles, Wilson? Uh, they're basically the same thing. I don't really work in nautical miles very often. Right, okay. I'll, I'll roll a survival check. Oh, yeah, I don't work in nautical miles very often. Oh, darling, it's okay. She pats him on the back. It's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll look over this later. She turns back towards the captain. Be careful about how I word this. Your indecision grows irksome, lass. Are you the captain of this crew? And he kind of gestures towards you. I am the captain of that worksheet. You need to be more stalwart and decisive. If you don't know what you want, how can everyone else around you know what they're going after? Oh, we know what we want. Um, It's just the direction is where we're questioning. Um, we're, We're going... West, about 100 to 150 miles out to sea. Snow 100% points the wrong direction when he says And Wilson just grabs your arm and moves it. You accidentally somehow pointed inland when you knew you wanted to go out to sea. She panicked. 
She's totally panicked. Directions are not my thing. And what business have you out there? <sighs> okay. What business do we have out there? Well, let's see. Um, trying to verbalize this to a man who clearly might have a vendetta against a sea creature is a little, <laughs> a little risque, especially if our choices to try and talk with the whale. Have you ever run into a sea creature? A sea beast, so to speak. She just looks at Bartholomew. Many in my years. I've seen all the sea has to offer. He's seen it all. (laughs) 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 The snow feels Zana's joke. Just kind of like travel across the air. Somehow, it's connected. (laughs) There's a shiver. Meanwhile, on the carpet, (laughs) do you see all this water? (laughs) She looks at the captain, unsure of what else to say except the truth. We're looking for a very large whale. You ever heard of the Galumkete? None other than the White Glacier itself. Oh, yeah. I've seen entire boats cleaved in two. Men dragged down to the deep abyss. Some drown, some freeze days later. Sounds like Titanic and Moby Dick all in one. She kind of mutters this back towards the group. I... If you are going after the Galumkete, then certainly you have found the right vessel to charter. Yeah, I had, I had a feeling there was like that quest kind of marker. She starts muttering out loud, like the, the like the indicator. It was the brazier on the front of the ship, the singing. Ah, I love MMOs. So, uh... When would you like to depart? Immediately. Ah, enthusiasm. Blinded and irrational. Just how I like it. Everyone... Hop aboard. Uh, Bartholomew undoes a latch, and the railing kind of swings open, uh, and he kind of tosses out a wooden plank. Uh, and there is now a gangway uh, connecting the pier to the boat. I was seriously considering my character just trying to jump, because he would only have to roll a 10 to jump up to 10 feet. I was thinking about a very similar prospect. Especially when I heard the gunshot, I was very confused. I'm still trying to figure out where the gunshot came from. Does it look like he has a rifle on him? Or a pistol? You could pistol? roll another perception check, yeah. Ah. Uh, the first one was just for your hearing based because there was nothing for you to see. Thir- 34. Uh-huh. I crit. Jonathan says no. Okay. I mean, it's still an okay score, but I rolled horribly. So. Oh, you can, you can give it to me. So this, this is So I rolled a 1 nice. plus 15. So. Um, so both of you are able to see that it does seem as if he has a... Some cooling now, but someone's still smoking pistol in his hand. It seems to be very old-fashioned, similar technology, an age to a uh, very early type of pistol, nothing too advanced, similar to, like, muskets and blunderbusts. It's single shot only. But Snow, as you're going to be the first to walk up the gangway, uh, leading the rest of your party members, uh, you, as you're cresting over to step on to the deck, uh, you notice that there seems to be a crumpled mass of, like, mechanical parts off by the stern of the boat. Could I attempt knowledge engineering just by looking at it? Yeah, you absolutely could. Okay. 18? It's it's kind of strange because it doesn't look entirely... um, It's not just, like, a random pile of scrap metal. It definitely looks like it has purpose and form... And, in fact, looks strangely humanoid, even. 
Is Mateo here? I have legitimate questions. Um, but it looks very, like, thin and gangly and frail. Very, like, scrap pieced together. It's his target dummy. Could be a target dummy, sure. And uh, you all begin making your way up onto the deck. She'll, she'll definitely, like, look over towards it and kind of, like, gesture with her eyes to the boys. Like, what the heck? Uh, well, that's a pile of metal. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, perception on it uh, would be, um, uh, 34. And Do you have knowledge engineering? I'm rolling for all it knowledge engineering now. So knowledge engineering, I believe, is a trained yes. skill. So, so if you don't, if you're not trained in it, you can't roll it. Meaning you uh, have to have a rank in it. Don't have a rank. No. All right. So you definitely also see some like mound of metal, like pipes and wires and gears and cogs, um, kind of like crumpled up in the corner. It seems like relatively large, though. You know, Snow's going to inquire as to the contents or the purpose of this uh, pile. Uh, she looks over towards Bartholomew as she comes aboard and sort of compliments the deck of the the ship. How does it actually look okay? It seems relatively well maintained, but it looks weathered and old. Looking at it, you can see that it's it's been reinforced and added to over time and repaired. Some pieces look older than others. Some pieces look new. There are, like, sheets of scrap metal attached to the hull of the ship. Okay, he's been through a few scraps with the whale, guaranteed. No way there hasn't been. Does this Is this a relatively large ship? Like, it requires multiple people to man it? It, it certainly uh, looks like it would probably take, like, 20 to 40 people to probably get this thing off into the open sea. So, um, I see you, Captain, but where is your crew? Fret not, lass. You can make your way. Uh, you're free to stay on deck, or you can make your way down into the hall. You don't need to worry about such trifling matters. I see. I mean, is that part of your crew over there? And she gestures to the pile. And you see as uh, he actually grabs a hilt by his side, and it seems like he twists something on the top of it and uh, grabs at the scabbard and, like, smacks it down to the ground. Indeed! Wake up, you landlubbers! It's time to go seafaring. And you see as the mechanical mass and shroud um, up by the front begins moving and growing taller and taller. It was only, it was crumpled up and, like, only one foot tall, but it starts almost, like, unfolding as if it fell over onto itself and stands and erects itself until it's around about five and a half feet tall, and it looks like a very thin and frail, but, uh, like, robot person. Who's your maker? She looks the robot up and down. And you also notice that, uh, and hear that a number of doors and hatches from elsewhere on the boat fly open, and multiple other robot individuals uh, kind of clamor out onto the deck and start fastening and loosening ropes uh, as the captain begins making his way to the bow of the boat uh, where the wheel is. Snow walks over to Tama and Wilson. So, um, it's a little odd he didn't ask about payment at all. Um, thoughts, gentlemen? Oh, I mean, maybe he's just like a nice guy who likes giving people free tours. No, 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 Wilson. No, no. Or maybe he uh, 
knows that uh, if he has us out there, we can't really negotiate price well. And he'll rob us and leave us adrift in the sea. Oh no, that's my actually like my one of my worst fears is being left out in the ocean. And as you're having this conversation, you do feel as the boat begins to lurch forward. <laughs> I'm I'm regretting this already. <laughs> as you have asked absolutely no one else in town um, what they think about this individual you have never agreed on price you now begin accelerating out into the open ocean where none of you have any other means of escape other than teleportation I mean that's I mean listen at least it's an option at least there's an option maybe maybe who knows how the game mechanics work meanwhile on a magic carpet ride far far out to sea Zana stares out into the endless ocean, aggressively trying to not make eye contact with her uh, onboard compatriot, Draken, just very intently staring upon the horizon. And you feel as there is, um, so you, you have obviously the, the forward breeze coming from your momentum of flying on the carpet, but you feel as there's like a gentle wind going directly into your ear. And you feel a presence looming just behind you. She slowly turns her head with a sour look on her face. Is this how the whole trip's gonna be? Uh, sorry, I, um, I just, uh, thought the ocean was beautiful. I mean, yeah, sure, I mean, I guess, but, like, you can literally, like, you've been staring at it for, like, the past hour. I like salt. I, you, you can't see salt. Um, you can't taste it. I mean, you. But I a little bit it. of ocean breeze. I you know can, it's there. <laughs> Salty. But it's it's gonna be all around you, regardless of where you look at that logical point. Look, man, I gotta talk to a whale that can eat us in like some amount of time. Whenever yeah, like we get there, three days, four Is it days. Gonna take us three oh, days to yeah, get there. Yeah, oh my god. Absolutely, it's gonna be a while. No. Oh yeah, just just me and you on a midnight carpet going anywhere. I didn't think it would take that long. It is a 150 nautical miles off the coast. And I don't know what nautical miles are. A, a nautical mile is larger than a regular mile. See, that's the thing, Draken. You always have all the answers. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I went to school and read books? I went to school? Not for education, but I went to schools. Oh, it's gonna be three days of this. And roll a perception check for me. 14. Uh, what we can do is, if you would like to, we can fast forward to when you would encounter something. It wouldn't happen until significantly later in the evening. It would be a lot of dull traveling and flying and a lot of awkward conversation. She does have a question for Drake. Oh, yeah, feel free. I just, I don't understand how you got to where you are. Well, what is that supposed um, I stepped on a carpet and you said, and I quote, Vamanos. Um... That's because this carpet is Spanish-activated. I had a little manual I had to read. Did you not? I can't believe, like, so many of you guys didn't do that. Why? It's it's so conspicuous. It's the opposite of inconspicuous. But at the, you know, reward of a flying frickin' carpet, man. I don't know. I'm just immensely whelmed at the prospect. See, see, this... This is why I don't understand how you got to where you are. Because you're, you're like, you became the, the pseudo leader of the Odd Guild. You started your own guild. So yep. you obviously have, have to yep. have some people who, like, I don't know if like is the right word, but respect you enough to, like, 
follow your leadership. And I'll admit, you're a smart guy. You know what's going on. But, like, your personality sometimes is insufferable. I think I should stop. Well, as you so aptly put it, there are enough people who are obligated to follow my direction, but they do not tend to enjoy my company. Hence, Does that make you lonely? Um, no, it just makes me understand that they are generally inferior to me. Uh, so uh, I tend to tag along with the most competent individuals, which somehow by a sheer feat of a mere, like nothing short of a miracle, is somehow Snow's group. Hmm. It, it, trust me, it boggles my mind, too. I don't understand why I am where I am. What, what was your initial reaction when you found out we were going to be trapped in the game? I mean, because you obviously logged on like everybody else, just to, you know, have fun, escape for a bit, but you seem to take this a lot more seriously than a lot of other people. Originally, I honestly didn't believe it. I thought that it was some marketing tactic, some ploy... Uh, to excuse probably some error in the system, which some malfunction of the game where people weren't able to log out. Server issues happen quite frequently, um, disconnections from certain things. So if we are, if our mental consciousness is being transported to one collective area, if somehow we were able to get disconnected from that, it would make sense that we wouldn't be able to log out. The, it took a while for it to kind of sink in. But after it did, I saw it more as an opportunity. I mean, the Game Master, after all, has stated that if you beat the game, you win the game in the most literal sense that you would then become the owner of said company and you would own all of the assets therefore associated with it. Oh, is that what he was implying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh. So, I mean... Consequences be damned, we beat the game, then all of a sudden, uh, I mean, I would then own said mega corporation, which, and all of its manufacturing processes, all of its employees, all of its assets. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to own a corrupt corporation funded on the blood of other people? I mean, hey, listen, uh, Pete. Companies get bought out all the time and can get turned around for the better. You can just liquidate all the assets, file for bankruptcy, and start your own project. Oh, uh, my dude, that was satire. You have no idea how many company corporations are soaked in blood. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. But I'm saying is just because uh, you don't have to let past history define you. You can attempt to redeem yourself or at the very least cut your losses and move forward. Huh. She kind of takes that statement to heart a little bit. It's going to say that... The uh, game, if the person does win the game and owns the game, it's going to be a lot of lawsuits. That's what that I was is, saying. We have this conversation all the time. It's like, oh, it's like Dragon's an idiot. He doesn't realize he's not going to have money when this is over. Uh, yeah, it's just like, congratulations. I created this giant problem and now you own it. I'm going to completely remove myself from all of the incoming lawsuits as you are now the CEO. <laughs> if you think about it, like, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory basically did kind of very, similar very thing. similar. I mean, yeah. not as many. You know, it's gonna be like three lawsuits, but people died. I mean, people died in this game too. So it's it's all all the same. So um, and I I definitely don't mean to be rude here, but do you have friends in real life? Yeah, I have plenty of friends. So some of them and are in the game, and oh. we, we we hang out. Oh, well, that's I guess that's good for you. They're they're just you know they're doing their own thing. Yeah, I mean, no, no, I totally have a bunch of friends in real life too. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I started Dark Guild with the initial five of them. Oh, yeah, you got that that masked uh, fellow and then the one that does origami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the only two I remember, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, uh, I'm not going to disclose their names because uh, it's kind of kind of weird. We're on the Internet, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I have a core group of friends just like any regular person. I mean, I'm oh, yeah, an yeah. actual person. I am also all. a regular person who has, you know, regular friends outside of this game. Totally. I mean, that's good. It's like a healthy, like, I don't. relationship structure that you have. Well, um, I don't, I don't think I do. I, I don't think I'm good at making friends in real life. I, I think the only reason I have friends here is because we're all based off of survival instinct and I don't know how to kill things well. I mean, hey, that is a very useful skill. And I mean, I'm sure that you could find that applicable in real life circumstances as well and find people who need that. Oh, yeah, there's there's definitely people that need that. So, I mean, hey, you can I'm, I'm sure um, I'm sure it's not because we are all functionally trapped in this reality and we have no other alternative options to turn to that they decide to spend their time with you. Zana, um, she has her feet dangling off the carpet as they're riding. And so she she leans back to <laughs> lay on the face. <laughs> I'm face right now. <laughs> what an asshole. Zana has her feet dangling off the carpet as as they're flying. And so she puts her hands behind her head and starts to lean back as she stares into the sky and says, do you do you think that the connections we make here will last in real life? Or do you think once the game is over, all those people that we met and friendships that we made, they're all just going to disappear? I feel like it's entirely dependent on the relationships you make. There are contractual, obligatory relationships where you need to make them to survive. But then I wholeheartedly believe that you can make genuine connections with people. Wow, that... I think it's the nicest thing you've ever said. I'm not saying I have that with you. This is more I, of like I a um, co-worker, associate. If anything, I'm like more the manager and you're like the... Um, I mean, we could be friends if you wanted. If you became like a little bit uh, less than I, I, I don't. I don't know. It's just... We'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in. <laughs> no pins needed, buddy. <laughs> I mean, we, we can like journey back we can circle back you know we'll we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll see i mean we do have a lot in common if you think about it mm, do, you, do we you have a bird companion uh, yeah i have a bird companion oh, that's, that's like People a very superficial thing that's like People saying we both have blue eyes like that means absolutely nothing i like the like dico- like the conversations that are happening at the same time with this it's actually perfect yeah either way yeah, you might not be as bad as other people think you are. Yeah, I, I tend not to be. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, I feel like society always looks for someone to demonize because uh, we have to rally behind a joint cause to find purpose in our lives. Hmm. Do you, do you do, like, philosophy? Is, like, that your major in real life? Uh, certainly not my major. More of, like, a hobby. I just, like, I'm, I am I enjoy being educated. Mm, you seem like a Galileo enjoyer. I, I mean, he, he was an okay guy, I guess. I mean, I'm... What the quack? You mean an okay guy? You haven't met him? I mean, no. I, he, he died literally, like, yeah, hundreds, at least hundreds. I don't know. It's, His, history, not your story. Uh, no, I mean, it, no, it, it just, just like that, that time period in particular about the Renaissance. Like, and, and you and Drake can just make casual conversations. Um, it, it's, it's strange because even though he says, even though he tried to subvert 
your uh, proposal of friendship and kind of like try to keep it down low, you're having like an actual genuine conversation with him. And it, for once, it's not about the game that you're trapped in. It's actually about like who you are as people and individuals and like what you do and enjoy outside of this life or death situation that most Can I people... roll diplomacy to make him like me better? Um... Throughout this you You can roll a diplomacy and then a sense motive. Aww. Diplomacy, 18. Mm-hmm. Sense motive, 20. It's... Like I said, you're, you're having this, like, actual, like, genuine conversation with him, and it seems as if you're both kind of opening up to one another and you're joking and being lighthearted but it's kind of hard to tell draken's genuine emotion because he seems to mask it under like layers of sarcasm so it, it's like very hard to tell well either way i i like that i can be honest with you no matter what i feel no need to lie to you because i can just straight up tell you you're acting like a jerk and you're like yeah well sometimes i have to <laughs> And we pan back over to the boat. Yeah, guys, I'm kind of <clears throat> um, a little concerned here. Well, what, why? I mean, we're, we're making great headway. We should be bar- there, honestly, uh, by, by tomorrow. Oh, yeah, well... Pretty good time. Yeah. I've walked faster than I thought we were going to get there. Well, this is mildly concerning to me because, listen, um, I'm still concerned about the fact that there was no discussion about payment. I mean, I don't... W- 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 I mean, you want, we can go talk to him. Wilson, talk. you're supposed to be my duck. You're bad duck. Oh, um, quack? Thank you. Okay. To be fair, uh, you are the leader, so shouldn't have, uh, you, uh, talked about, uh, payment. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you had this thought and just, like, never verbalized it. I know. Well, my, there, there do, were do, concerns. Do you want me to go verbalize it for you? No, 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 no. Are, are see, you sure? See, see. You seem a little hesitant now. Listen, we're kind of on a boat. Yeah, with a complete stranger we never met before, and his entire crew of, like, 20 robots, and it's just us three. Listen, good leadership always listens to to the people that they're in charge of, right? So, listen, if you got opinions, share them. I'm begging you. um, yeah, I mean, we probably should ask him, like, what what he wants. I mean, like I said, I'm offering to do that for you if if you want. (sighs) All right, fine. Do you need, like, a pep talk? A shoulder rub? Like, Oh, a... yeah, no. Shoulder rub would be great oh, sure. right now. And, like, also just, like, really goes over and, like, really, like, kneads into them, but, like, not too hard, but, like, rubs out the muscles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, this is good. All right. All right. I, I feel, go, feel, go I feel. Him, go get them, champ. You got this. Yeah, he just I pats your good. shoulders and, I feel like, kind of pushes you forward. All right. All right. I got this. Tama looks kind of a little slightly confused about the whole situation, but just kind of... Makes slight I mean, I, I, I don't know what's going on either, but my mother always said, like, when a woman seems a little confused, like she doesn't know what to do, you should just give her a shoulder rub, it'll make everything better. Words to live by, honestly. Works every time, either that or give them a bread roll. <laughs> Solves so many problems. I feel like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you either pet them or give them a treat. So she walks over towards uh, where Bar- wherever Bartholomew is stationed. He, he is he's at the wheel uh, as he's kind of steering the ship. He does seem to be doing it almost lackadaisically as if this is not a very difficult portion of your journey. He's actually sat back in a large chair 
uh, which is kind of actually reclined. He's leaning back on the back two legs, and he's got his foot up, uh, and that's what he's using to steer is the heel of his foot between two pegs of the wheel. Oh, Captain, my Captain, um, it seems that we never discussed the subject of payment. Roll a perception check. Sure. 17. Uh, he's got his tri-cornered cap over his face, um, and he does not seem to be responding to you at the time. Great. Okay. Um, she'll get a little bit closer and listen to see if she hears any snoring or strange breathing patterns. How, how close do you get? Ah, uh, like three feet away. Uh, roll another perception check. 23. You hear a kind of harsh and forced breathing as if each breath is kind of a chore and a struggle. But it seems to be relatively quiet and consistent. She'll slowly reach over and try and tap him on his shoulder at the very least. As you go to tap his shoulder, um, you gently push on him and you see as the chair begins to lean back a little too far and then all of a sudden his foot just slams down on the ground he rebalances himself and in the direction that he felt the pressure and force he just immediately pulls a gun out of his waistcoat and points it right at you that's not quite appreciated uh... no lass I'm uh, the deepest apologies best not to wake up a sleeping captain and he just um, uncocks the pistol and puts it back in his coat you know, I guess the best thing then is to tell me how I'm supposed to rouse you when you are in such a stupor. Generally, just stand around about a good five, ten feet away, shout my name very loudly, and then immediately duck. Ah. All right, then. Um, well, as I was trying to be kind of poetic earlier, I guess that's kind of ruined now. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, she, like, kind of verb- she does verbalize that out loud, frustrated. Never was one for poetry, really. Seemed too superfluous and unnecessary. Just say what you mean. Get out with it. Well, my good captain, it seems that we never discussed your terms of payment, and you were quite enthusiastic about launching into this expedition with us immediately. Seems a mite suspicious, don't you think? You said you were after the White Glacier, and that is all I need know. And why are you after it? Ah... For the same reason as many a fallen friend, and for many an ally and comrade as well, everyone wants the head of the beast. Well, not exactly sure why you would, although it seems you have been through quite a lot, you and your ship. She looks over towards the damaged parts of the ship and back towards him. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't suspect you would understand why I would. You don't know me. Yeah, well... My, my ambitions are a bit of an enigma to you, I would imagine. That's a big word. <laughs> what, you think I'm not educated? Uh, nah, Just because I've got a raspy voice and I, I live out on the sea like we have books, you know. Like, I'm from Erebeldum. They educate you quite strictly there. Oh, God, you're from that place. Only me... the smartest people actually get positions of power. Do you understand how much rigorous education you have to go through in order to be head whaler? So you're the head whaler? Indeed, I am, at this point, honestly, one of the only whalers left. Okay, well, seriously, though, uh, I think we have different definitions of going after this 
Gallum Kete? Right, we find it, we kill it. That's it. Yeah, no, no. Ooh, wait, no, perfect. We're looking to study this creature. Yes, I also intend to study its gullet as it is cut open and spilled all over my deck and I harvest its blubber for oil. This is going swimmingly. (laughs) (laughs) Water puns! (laughs) Ah, All right, well, I'm sure the Bureau of Education would not be interested in their subject of interest being disemboweled. I don't know what the Bureau of Education has to do with this. I work on behalf of the Ignis Corporation. Is that under the Don? No, but the Ignis Corporation does have affiliations with the Don Terra Corporation as well. Uh, Beatrice Le Ignis does tend to make, and in partnership with Benedict, uh, make a lot of inventions, joint efforts together. Oh, God. And... Has Beatrice asked you to go after this whale in particular? Oh, not not in particularly, but I will say that a hole of that size would absolutely meet my quota for many years. But furthermore, I have a personal vendetta with the beast. What, he kill your daughter or something? Wife? Child? In general? Children? A sailor has no wife, and his mistress is the sea. Alas... He sunk four of my finest vessels and the entirety of my crew with them. Ah. The solace here is all that remains. It is little in payment for all the souls that it stole. Well, I'm sure if you asked the whale, he'd feel the same way. What's that supposed to mean? The mindless beast cleaved through four of my finest ships and literally dozens of people died. Well, the Bureau of Education has reasons to believe otherwise, that this whale may be an intelligent creature that should be protected. Do you have any documentation about this? Are you telling me Lassimus is interested in this? Wilson! Uh, what? Oh, hey, Snow! Uh, hey, hey. Talk, hey. Talk's going good? Does he just, he just wants money? Tom, come over here, guys. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Tom. Cool. And uh, both of them yeah. just walk up? Do you happen to have the paperwork that... Camille Lucimus bestowed upon us. Uh, I've never seen that woman well, in my yeah. life. Yeah. Mm. What? What? Uh, did Did you receive something from her? Yes, Wilson. When, remember when that this? paperwork that we got. We, <clears throat> I, she I, looks. Tama, were you there? Because like I wasn't there. Hoping that there is some level of understanding. Um, you roll bluff. Snow and Tama, you roll sense motive, and I will let you know that the captain also gets to roll sense motive. And we will see who picks up what you're putting down. 30 on sense motive. I forget, is it dance that applies the bluff or is it sing? You're gonna like undulate your body I'm... to deliver a message? Listen, dun 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 dun. 25 on my bluff. Okay. With that. Snow successfully does deliver this secret intention to Tama. It appears as if um, you are able to grasp the situation very fully. Snow is attempting to convince the captain that you have some form of documentation from Camille Lasimus, which you know you don't have, but you know she wants you to make up some reason or explanation for Oh, yes, uh, the paperwork. I'm pretty sure we sent that with, uh, our other partner who went out on the carpet. Ah, 
All right, so we'll he have does, to... He does... is the main person in charge of most of the paperwork that we obtain. Oh, you're right. Okay, so we'll have to reach out to him. Our associate should be returning to us shortly. They'll meet us out at sea. But I would hope, Captain, that you understand the importance of this mission that we're on. Oh, I will once I see the documentation, absolutely, All right. yes. No attacking the whale until then, at the very least. How about that? Once I see the documentation and can prove its legitimacy, um, then I will hold off on the whale. However, if I see the whale before I see those papers, nothing will stop me from driving a harpoon directly through its heart. I see. And so you know where this whale is currently, or how long it might take us to get there? Uh, sure, we should be there by uh, about this time tomorrow. Probably right. earlier in the morning. Yep, okay. She smiles. Well, Captain? That is if we survive. I think we'll be all right, Captain. Oh, I mean, we should be. I'm a very experienced sailor. However, it is very difficult to be able to navigate the glacial crown. Plus, I've, I've heard he's quite good at poker. Uh, the, who? Uh, your, your associate who's coming with the paperwork? No, the Galenkete. Yes. It's very the whale good poker. Yes. poker. Yes. Yes. With a giant eagle. I've got to say, I've been at sea for many years, and potentially I have missed some new advancement in humor, as this has gone completely beyond me. Oh no, the, the Bureau of Education has advanced far beyond your wildest dreams at this point. Well, I have to be honest, I really never did like Lysimus. Um She could quite honestly burn in hell. Um, so if you're in association with her, la-ti-da, go on about your business. If you want to make personal jokes behind my back, uh, they're, they're not going to mean anything to me. I mean, do you enjoy poker? Uh, I am one more for Liar's Dice. Ooh. She looks over at Tama and Wilson. Could be a game to pass the time while we wait. But on the meantime, I'm going to message our associate. So I'll be I'll be back. Sure, take your time. I mean, we're going to be going in a straight direction unless anything changes. Okay, so Snow walks away. Yeah. Well, I think that went pretty well. I didn't know Drake. When did you guys have this conversation with Lysimus? That's impressive. Wilson, you're dense. What? You're so dense. I, I, no, I mean, shh, no shh, more shh, dense shh. than any other person. I'm pretty shh. sure we're all made of the same material, more or less. Tama looks at him. I mean, I drank a lot of milk growing up. My bone density should be pretty solid. Where's Kilson when I need him? Tama, though, you know, it, when he said we're all made of the same stuff, he kind of looks at him and then kind of slightly gestures to himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're literally made of rocks, but I, I assume that, like, you're not like that in real life. So, like, at, like because we're in a video game, these things are kind of skewed. Uh, but if anything, then, Snow, yeah, Tama's way more denser than I am. I, uh, you know... You know what, Wilson? We'll just we'll talk about this later. Uh, she just continues to walk away to another side of the boat sure. and begins to message, uh, basically in the group chat. So, um, you know, there was once a wise man who said, <laughs> "Crime doesn't pay." I think that man was an idiot. 
I was going to say, um, it Grind actually pays very well. It, like it, there are so many amoral individuals who make so much money. Yeah, I'm going to have to correct you on that one. My family is dealing in the millions of billions. And uh, so um, how are you all at forgeries? I mean, I know a guy. Dragon, um, we need to forge some documents from the Bureau of Education, more specifically from Camille Lassimus sending out orders that the Galem Kete is supposed to be protected at all costs. Uh, or else the captain of the ship that we're on is going to attack and try to kill it. Or maybe. Wait, is she in this? Is this a group chat? Or yes, this is okay. a group chat. And Draken just sends a very long ah uh, with a dot, dot, dot. Or um, maybe when we get close, um, incapacitate the captain and then convince him it was someone else. Well, we're going to be there tomorrow. Plus, uh, he has an army of uh, about 20, at least 20 and, robot people. Yeah, like androids. All right, well, I can, I can see what I can muster up, but I have to inform you that all government documentation has sigils and emblems which switch in rotation quite regularly. So in an attempt to forge such a thing is incredibly difficult if you want it to be accurate. Um, we could try contacting Stefan. Uh, yes, but if you're actually... Uh, it, I can see what I can do. It's not going to be easy. Worst case scenario, Zana has a wonderful point. Just murder the guy and steal his boat. I never said murder. I'm just saying crime pays well. But I'm not going to say that that wouldn't work. He does seem to have something on him that controls the uh, robots. We might be able to steal that. Worst case scenario. Like, like, literally, we only needed you to get out there. If all goes well, we should get a checkpoint to the next floor. But this is also an opportunity to screw over Camille, the Seamus, I, I don't, well, how, how does that I, Listen, work? put something bad in her, in her name. I don't know. I, so you not only want me to attempt to manufacture a document which can fool this individual. You want it to be so official looking that it is going to permanently damage this woman's reputation. I mean, she is part of the group that trapped us here and seems to be enjoying doing so, so kinda, yeah. All right, I'll see what I can do. However, you have given me a tall order and less than 24 hours. I, I know. Listen, it's okay. If if you can't get it done, let us know, and we will try plan B, which is to steal his sword thing and then tie him up somewhere. You had this conversation relatively early on in the day. It was... You chartered the vessel a few hours after sunrise, and you had been out on the open sea, um, kind of anxious and nervous about uh, the happenings and goings-on. So you had this around about midday, slightly before, probably, let's say, 11. And since then, you've kind of been traveling, you got peckish, you all ate food, kind of relaxed. But as it approaches dawn, uh, and the sun is setting, um, you actually see off in the horizon a dot in the sky, and as you approach it, you can make out the vague outline of it, and it is unmistakably too large to be a bird. And you notice it is your compatriots. As the boat moves significantly faster than the flying carpet, you have, at this point, caught up with them. Wait, is that the boat? Is that the boat they're on? Oh, I, I know you're not telling me that we're at the boat. I... 
I think the boat caught up with us, which... <sighs> you you do get a message from Snow. Is that, is that you guys? I, I think so. Does this mean that this whole... This, this whole time... <laughs> I didn't need <laughs> to... Oh, I'm just gonna... <laughs> oh, no. You get a laughing face, like, five of them in a row. Laughing face emoji. You dying. See, you see the, uh, the carpet descend a bit and come towards the boat. You, you've gotta be kidding me. Oh, be careful. He might shoot you down. I was about to say, and as you descend and get close to the boat, you do hear as a gunshot rings out. Uh, we're, we're friends. We're friends. Snow does Snow. walk over towards the captain. Uh, Captain, those are my compatriots that I was talking about. Wonderful. That was a warning signal to let them know where we were. And he just puts his pistol away. And you see as all the robots seem to sheath metal swords and begin walking back to what they were doing. Oh, she sighs very heavily. Oh, my God. I really wish you were joking about the army of robot pirates. And I also wish you were more serious about my 24-hour deadline. I told you we would be getting to the whale tomorrow. Well, I, 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 I do not no have worry. any. Dragon, let me, you Dragon, know what? No, let me, let me, let me, let me see. What, what, what can Dragon. I do? Oh, yep. Here you go. And he just scribbles Dragon. on a sheet of paper and stamps something on it. Drake, I can handle this. I can handle this. I can handle this. Hand me the paper. Um, he hands you uh, what looks to be a neatly folded and pressed letter, which is then kind of rolled up and put in a clear cylindrical tube. No, uh, that's not going to help. Just... Okay. I'm, I'm trying to make it look as official as no, possible. No, I got this. So, uh, <laughs> Zana takes the tube. Sure. And steers near the boat. Yep. And she takes it out of the tube before getting out of the carpet. She's standing, okay. standing on the carpet, takes it out of the tube. Hey, Snow, we got that document you wanted to see. Did you did you want us to hand it to you there? And then she falls off the carpet into the sea. Can I roll bluff? I mean, are you bluffing or are you falling? Oh, I'm falling. But I'm bluffing that this is the documentation. I mean, sure, you can roll. Um, I, I got the document from Camille. Yeah, you sure, sure, sure. Roll, you? roll your bluff. Okay, I'm going to have to roll sense motive because I'm about to freak Ooh. out. <laughs> That's a 36 bluff, my dude. Very nice. 28 on my sense motive. You, you know that that's not an official document because this is planned. However, comma, you do think that this is Draken's best attempt at a forgery and you see as she just she she stumbles over as if she intended to stop but like lost her footing slips and just plummets 30 feet straight into the water snow seeing this runs towards the side of the boat to see where she fell um to see if there's any way that she can grab her or not good, good. make it convincing you hear the captain shout man overboard zana emerges from the water <laughs> oh my gosh them winds they're so unpredictable. Swimming time. And and you feel as a life preserver is tossed to you. I make sure that the document um, is... I switched around in the water, man. <laughs> oh, I mean, no, it's, 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 it it's like but terribly... I, I have a little piece of it left. Uh, certainly, sure. As I it it is, it is drenched, ink-smeared, seal in almost illegible. Great, great, good. So you get <laughs> pulled up. Yep. 
Uh, you actually get hoisted um, back up to the boat, lifted, um, as this life preserver is actually attached to a rope, and you get pulled towards the boat, and you are actually uh, now ascending up the side. You're brought on board by uh, two robots. Oh. oh, man, I am so sorry. Oh, no. They kind of pat you off and hand you a towel. Well, thank you. Snow runs over, looking oh, at Zana. No. The document. No, oh, what a shame. It looks like you have no documentation to prove that I can't kill the whale. I, I oh. have a little bit. She hands him the soggy scrap. Oh, so you walk up to the captain? Yeah. Holding out. I'm so sorry, man. Oh, unfortunately, that just looks like smeared ink on a page. I, I can't. That's not legible. Ah, oh, dude. Oh, man. Sana. She's gonna kill me. She's actually gonna kill me. I'm gonna die. Oh, if that was a genuine letter from Lysimus, absolutely. Oh, well, to, to be fair, it won't be quick or painless. She'll probably be utilized as one of her various lab experiments. Yeah, I know. She's, she's a bit cruel. However, I do have a solution for us. I can talk to the whale. If I can talk to the whale and get him to... I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, um... If you can talk to the whale and tell him to sit still as I plunge my scabbard as far up into its chest, wrenching out its flesh and ripping out its skeleton, that would make things significantly easier. I have a better idea. Sure. Shoot Not with me straight. doing that. Do you, do you even know what the Gallimkete is? Do you know why she wanted to keep it alive? Are, are you... Uh, Zana Snow just kind of like walks over and puts her arm around her shoulder. Uh, give this a moment to let me talk with my compatriot. She seems to have swallowed a lot of seawater. And you notice as the captain's face is... It turned from excitement due to the state of the documentation as he wanted it to be destroyed as much as anyone else um, because then he would have received no official order or notice. There would be plausible undeniability on his part. Um, but it, as, as you're mentioning... A, a peaceable resolution to an interaction with the Galenkete, he seems to get livid. Like, like face turning, like, blood red, like, anger furrowed brow. Levels of livid. But then, before he can say anything, Snow just kind of quickly ushers you away from him. <sighs> Zana, please tell me, dear God, that was not the letter that we asked for. That was a fake, right? That was, that, that was, you were just playing a prank, right? That's not the one that was asked for? That was a 20-second thing that Draken did on the carpet as we were approaching. Would not have fooled him for a second. Probably would have gotten you shot on sight. You're welcome. He's not super educated. He's kind of like mediocre at best. Which is why we can intimidate him with Camille's name, not to hurt the quacking whale. I don't think that. He does not care. We're out on the sea. Why would you even bring stinking Camille into this. You didn't have to mention her name. It wasn't on purpose. Actually, I was mentioning the Bureau of Education because I was being like, oh, smart people want the whale to be alive because they're usually conservationists. Okay. Well, and then apparently she's in charge of that. I forgot. I'm sorry. I, I think you made this more of a situation because I'm not fighting that whale. We're not going to fight the whale. We're going to figure out a way to not fight the whale. But currently the boat that we're on is... Dude, dude. I don't know if you see this, but that guy, she points to the cabin. He wants to fight the whale. And you see him angrily swinging around his sword as he's actually hacking away at one of the posts. And it seems as if he puts another notch into it. And there are dozens of notches running up and down either side. He, he has some anger issues, okay? Why would you pick a boat 
with a captain of a robot army that has anger issues. Okay, now listen. <laughs> it was the only boat that would fit all of us, including Nachia. She gestures towards her wolf. We could have gotten a big canoe and I could have pulled us on our carpets instead of taking an actual seafaring voyage with a captain who has a vendetta against the the, the creature we're trying to ask a favor from. Well, like I said, we have the option of mutiny. Mutiny? I yeah. also, I don't Snow, again, is looking at the robots, trying to determine who the maker of the robots was. You could roll another knowledge engineering. Trying to figure out if it was Vasquez or Mateo. 28. It's the highest I can roll. With an somewhat old but um, intimate knowledge of the previous construct creators, both uh, Dr. Vasquez and also his effective adoptive son, Mateo, You are intimately familiar with their work. You know their craftsmanship and their quality. And you can tell that these robots are absolutely nothing in comparison to those. These are shoddy, scrapped, thrown-together haphazard robots, which, honestly, it's surprising that a strong breeze does not knock them over. They are not very sturdily built, and they are completely unrecognizable from the high-quality work which you tend to associate with constructs. All right. I have a plan. This is a test. Is it? Is it as good as your other plan that I had to bail you out of? Because if he saw a forgery that fake, he would have killed you, probably. He wouldn't have killed us. We would have killed him first. I'm trying to avoid the fight as long as I possibly can. But yes, I have an idea. She messages Dragon really quick. So, you got some ducks in your inventory? Yeah, I've got 256 ducks in my inventory. All right. So, um, this is a very clear and terrible test, but it's a test nonetheless. Um, the robots that we interacted with, with Mateo, at least, were responsive to interacting with objects that weren't part of their original programming. Okay, sure. We can figure out if they're intelligent or if they're basic enough just by handing them a duck. You want me to go around and give every robot a duck? Yes. I don't think you understand the ramifications. Dragon, you can spread the curse. <laughs> Why if we this? are unlucky enough, and we were on this boat for a long enough period of time, there's a theoretical universe where the actions you suggest could literally sink this ship. However, I think it's absolutely hilarious, and I want to see it happen. So Draken um, is actually still up on the flying carpet, and he's kind. Of, you see, as he's like looking over the edge and kind of eyeballing it and noticing that it's like thirty feet away, and you see he has numerous markings up and down his arms. One of them uh, glows a bright white light, um, and then very suddenly goes dim once more. And he just jumps, leaping and bounding the whole thirty feet, landing on the deck. Um, and then he just starts approaching all the robots and handing them a duck. Oh, dude, I could have pulled the carpet closer, and she moves for the carpet to return to her bag of holding on her back. Yeah, I mean, you certainly could have, but, I mean, it's also almost the end of the day, and these recharge daily, so... Uh, I mean, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of... Ducks, Draken. So are the robots taking the ducks? It does appear as if Draken is successfully able to interrupt them from whatever they're doing. He somehow attempts to communicate with them in some fashion. They hold out their hand, and they appear to receive the duck. 
Most of them only have three fingers, and they all seem to kind of like play with it a little bit. Eventually, like there's just a cacophony of squeaking. Just all go, like no one is doing their job. Everyone is just trying to figure out what they've been handed, and they're all just squeaking rubber ducks. At which point, the captain just like bellows. All right, I've let you on the boat. You were out on, on the middle of the sea. Supposedly there's documentation to stop me from doing the only thing I desire to do in life. And now, somehow, there is a cacophony of squeaking. <laughs> Snow pulls out a duck. Just try it. It's a new invention from the Bureau. It's a stress toy. He just whips out this pistol and shoots the duck out of your hand. You're right. That was immensely cathartic. She pulls out another one. And and you see as he um, reaches uh, once again to his waist, um, grabs the palm of the sword and seems to twist the um, pommel uh, of the hilt and uh, just kind of rotates it. And all of a sudden, all of the robots drop the ducks and they go back to work. She, Snow just sends a message to the group, kind of like off to the side as she walks away. Did you see what he did? Yes. That's what we need to steal from him if we can't uh, stop this uh, whole fiasco. Also, the poor robots can't play with their ducks now. Thank you, Draken. That was probably one of the most satisfying sights I have seen in the past three weeks. (laughs) Zana will walk over to Tama and Wilson and start engaging in conversation. Sure. Apparently, that whole little carpet ride was unnecessary. Wilson, did you know that this ship would catch up with us? I mean, I know how fast a boat goes. I don't know how fast a magic carpet goes. That kind of, like, extends beyond my uh, purview and understanding of reality. Um, Not something I've, like, experienced before. Apparently, we're dealing with something called nautical miles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nautical miles. It's, It's a little bit over a mile. I mean, if it was a choice between... A uh, ship in a carpet. I'm gonna choose the ship just because uh, I don't trust the carpet. I mean, yeah, like uh, a, a stiff wind could blow. You could capsize in the air, like it folds or like turns over, like rock the boat, but with like wind instead of water. She wrings some water out of her long black hair and she goes, Yeah, you could accidentally like and fa- she fall off. Right, exactly. Yeah, what yeah. happened to you? Like, that was terrible. Yep. I, I don't want to live that life. Because that, that was a total accident. Yeah, exactly. Like, that could happen to anyone. Zana, how are you feeling? Snow kind of walks over. Are you are you cold at all? You fell into this freezing water. Uh, I have a little bit of cold resistance, um, and I, so I'm like, okay-ish, but I do not like being wet. I mean, it's only going to get you so far. If we get into, like, f- absolutely sub-zero temperatures, I don't know how well you're going to fare. Here, dry off with this, and she tosses you a blanket. Um, the, the robots gave me a towel. You're still wet, though. She points over to two robots and they kind of just give a thumbs up. She waves at the two robots. So, um, do you know what about what time we're going to be arriving tomorrow? Because I do have a scroll of sleep. I uh, actually have like, I think I have like six left. Let's see. What time did I message you yesterday? Mm, about this time, right? About this time tomorrow or? No, 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 no. I think we're, we're going to be there soon. So, um, oh, 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 oh so well, you, you, you have a, a long rest's worth. You know, you'll be arriving early in the morning. Okay. So she would clarify that then. Sounds like we'll probably be there around tomorrow morning early. So. So what I can do is I can potentially uh, sneak into the captain's quarters and make him fall asleep for a long time. Give him a good nappy nap. Sure. Zana, if you uh, 
Want to try doing that? See if you can get a hold of that sword. Tama, do you have knowledge in nature? Tama does not, no. Okay, but you are standing next to Wilson. So while you're off having your conversation with Sana, attempting to plot the downfall and potential mutiny for this captain, um, Wilson uh, kind of just gestures at Tama and points off into the distance. Yeah, uh, the, the sea's getting kind of choppy, and I think I see dark clouds up ahead, and we're kind of going straight into it. I hope you can put two and two together. That means we're going to yeah. probably be like in a storm at sea, which is like when the majority of casualties happen. Yeah, yeah, large, large waves. I get it. Um, and and furthermore than that, I do believe we're approaching our destination. So if if I have my words correctly, the captain said we are going to be approaching the crown of glaciers or something along those lines. Is he saying that out loud or just to Tama? He, he is talking out loud to Tama. You're kind of in the middle of the conversation. Okay. You could roll a perception check sure. to see if you overhear any of it. Uh, 30. You absolutely overhear Wilson in a somewhat concerned tone addressing Tama about the upcoming weather. Snow turns. Her face goes a little white. Say what now? Um, to put it in the uh, appropriate and apt seafarer's terms... A storm's a brewing, <laughs> and it's coming up as it looks like we're going to be approaching the glaciers. As you do see, it almost looks as if there is a landmass off in the distance, but you can see that it isn't joined by anything on the surface. It is nothing but an entire field of glaciers, jagged, frozen pillars ascending out from the seascape, and who knows how far they go below the ocean depths. Huh, I guess that's the glacial crown that he was talking about. With the evening coming quick upon you, you hear a firm banging on the deck. Uh, and Snow, you recognize this to be the scabbard of the captain banging on the deck uh, as he makes an announcement. All right, all you landlubbers, I'm sure your sea legs are still weak, and if you haven't been able to tell, we're in for a little bit of a bumpy ride. The sea's going to get a bit choppy, and honestly, I don't know what the wind conditions will be like. It'd probably be safest for you down the hall. Especially as the night's coming to a close, you'll find some spare hammocks down there. Right. Don't worry. I've survived many a day and night like this. You are probably in the best hands that the Frozen Wharf has to offer. And honestly, Oliver Beldum, there is no better captain to navigate these trying times. All right. So, Snowball's then... Make our way towards the hull. Uh, so there does appear to be a descending staircase which goes down into the belly of the ship, which, as you have been directed to, you all begin filing down into as you do hear off in the distance a crack of lightning. So the day is coming to an end. You know that your destination will be upon you early in the morning. You have enough time to get a long rest if you would like, but it is always your choice. What would you like to do? I got enough rest of the carpet, but I will be enacting that plan. Uh, so what, you wish to sneak into the captain's quarters? I wish to make the captain fall asleep asleep, take a nice nap. Um, um I, that's not great. <laughs> not not during a storm, at least. No, not during the storm. And, uh, yeah, I was going to say, lots of glaciers kind of need an experienced captain. I'm not saying right now. I'm saying at some point, when we get the chance, when we get near the Kete, make this man fall asleep. He can't control the robots. We can steal the sword. So, 
how how would you be going about doing that? Um, is sleep is a ranged spell, but you do have to be within a particular distance of him. If you are down in the hall, you I... know you won't be able to cast it on him. No. Um, so when would you intend to attempt to sleep him? Where would you like to be in order to do that? In order to make him fall asleep, mm -hmm. I would turn invisible. Okay. Potentially create an illusion of myself with Alistair. Sure. And distract him and make him fall asleep. Okay. So you wish to do this just before you arrive on the following morning, yes? Yes. Okay, cool. After the storm, after the glaciers. Awesome. Who all intends on resting? Is there anything else anyone would like to do? She has a plan for early in the morning. Is there anything anyone would like to do now? Uh, there are plenty of spare hammocks, and there are a couple of um, windows, um, little hatches, which line the hull of the ship, so you can kind of see out to the sea. I would like to explore the hull of the ship a little bit just to see if there's anything down here we might be able to use in case there is a situation where we go under. Can you be a little bit more specific about what you're looking for? Whether or not it is a magic item or um, something along the lines of, like, is like there's, I, I, I don't know if there's anything, anything like this. Like, I guess, like, I'm thinking, like, Harry Potter, Wizard, uh, the mermaids, seaweed or whatever that lets them breathe underwater. That oh, kind the of gilly stuff. root? Yeah, okay. yeah, stuff like that. Um, Dude, I have so many potions of... <laughs> Well, there's also other things, like if there's like a suit or if there's anything like wetsuits, etc. Just to see. Um, okay. Uh, you can go ahead and roll a perception check for me if you would like to investigate the area. Uh, Tom, is there anything you, you would be getting into? How long has it been since we last rested? We rested... So, so it's been a full day because you departed relatively early in the morning. Um, and it is now that the sun has set, it has grown dark, and a storm is on the horizon. Yeah, I know... There are penalties if you don't sleep within a certain time period, right? Um, there are. Um, however, um, most characters do not need to long rest unless they have expended uh, some of their like limited used abilities. Um, so if you, since you haven't expended any key points, I don't think you would need to long rest. So you could honestly get away with, for, with like sleeping for only six hours instead of eight. Yeah, I think Yeah, he'd probably just do that. And then you could be up bright and early if you yeah. wanted to. All right. Um, as everyone's kind of getting situated in their various cabins, finding hammocks, looking out through the uh, the hatched windows on the sides of the hall, uh, Snow is investigating slightly. Uh, you're able to find, uh, you're looking for anything, just in case, you know, you get caught off guard. You broke camp sizes. 19 um, on my perception. You are able to find some relatively mundane things. Is per par for the course of Ereveldum. It doesn't seem as if they have any, like, magical equipment uh you're able to find some some rope some life preservers the only thing that is immediately striking to you that it seems like it would be useful is there is a large metal diving suit uh this is absolutely huge it seems like it is built to be able to contain any medium-sized humanoid creature it's made big enough so that uh, no one would be too big for it, and a smaller person could fit inside, if need be. And there are also oxygen tanks, which have to be screwed into and, like, fastened onto the back. It can hold up to two air canisters. She mentally catalogs this for later, potentially. Other than that, would you just, uh, go back and reprieve in your room? She would try to find Wilson, just spend some time with him. Sure. And you're kind of just hanging out, uh, in this large open area with some, some hammocks. Practicing poker. Yeah, practicing your, your poker. Wilson's still a little confused. He's more proficient at go fish. So is Snow. So neither of them are actually playing poker then. You're you're unsure whether Tama is watching or if he's 
standing in the corner asleep with his eyes open. It's very confusing. You haven't seen him blink in about like 10 minutes. At some point, she like just starts throwing cards, trying to like hit Tama. Um, you roll a will save. You roll a ranged attack uh, with a minus four penalty. 36. Very nice. Natural crit for a total 36. All right. And, and how about you, Miss Snow? 26. Uh, what is, uh, Tama, what is your um, flat-footed AC? That means not including your dexterity. 22. You are surprisingly adept with this. Uh, you must have practiced card throwing because you thought it was really cool. Probably in college, like it's a very standard party trick. You like wing this card right at him, uh, and it strikes Tama right in the face on the cheek, but he does not seem to flinch. Just entirely stone faced. She keeps doing this until it's like she's just fascinated now at this point. Are, are I must like you're not reacting, but you can definitely choose to. Like this is gonna go on almost indefinitely until she runs out of cards. <laughs> I'm like cutie girl right now. Yeah. 52 cards in a deck. <laughs> so she keeps throwing it. Eventually, I guess one goes towards his eye and he just catches that one with like two fingers really quickly. Oh, glad you're uh, good, good. You're awake. You know how to play poker? I, uh, I'm lost. Is it anything like um, rummy? Yes. Uh, well, uh, I, I can't even think of a card game. Blackjack? Didn't Draken like kind of give you a crash course on poker? I yes. really tried to. They are all terribly inept. Well, well, at least we're not bad at it. Well, uh, I'm, I'm not, see, yes, uh, bluffing, not not good at bluffing. I'm very good at telling when someone else is bluffing, though. Surprisingly, for having a stone complexion, his poker face is terrible. That is actually kind of hilarious. I think it's, I think it's my gemstone eyes. They kind of glow a little brighter when I'm trying to bluff. It, it, honestly, they're reflective. I can see his cards through his eyes. <laughs> I'd love to play poker with you sometime, Tama. Well, we've been playing Go Fish for the past hour, so um, it's getting a little stale, Wilson. Well, now we're going to have to well, play pickup cards. Well, I was fun. We could play Uno. And you all sit together in this communal area um, by lit by candlelight as the sun has set. You're all having merriment. But as you're enjoying your card game and your jests, your jokes and jives, you notice the boat begins to rock more violently. The waves begin to crest up and lap against the side of the hall, sometimes submerging the port windows, which you can see through. And you hear as the wet slaps against the window grow louder and louder until you hear a very solid thud on them. And I need you to roll a perception check. This is this is like my worst nightmare. This is why I'll never go on a cruise, by the way. <laughs> I am absolutely terrified. 18. Okay. 20. Okay. 20. Though it's very loud all around with the crashing of the waves, this ear grating, high-pitched streaking sound rings out through the night, and you swear you see almost claw marks on one of the windows nearby. Oh, God. Why? What about it? Okay. So, listen... I'm not gonna lie, I have two fears in my life. Three, three fears. Space, oceans, and heights. So like everything. I, I, there's literally not a plane of existence where you can't be other than on land. Even earthquakes frighten me. <laughs> I feel like she would have the same problem with being in like a really deep dark cave. 
that could like collapse. I got stuck in one of those ones. Never again. I don't know. I think uh, caves are kind of dank and damp and wet and bats. I love bats, actually. I do like bats. I like bats. Thomas nods his head. <laughs> Thomas like, yeah, bats. Bats rock. Um. So, everyone else see the claw marks? Oh uh, yeah. I'm surprised. No, like. Draken begins making his way and looking at it. Um, yeah, it's definitely not caused by the waves, guys. That's probably not our whale either, because those are claw marks? Yeah, there's four of them. You see in streaky line, it seems to have scratched the glass. Huh, it sows people. The Undine, or Sirens, I'm not sure. One or the other. Actually, could I attempt, <laughs> based on these claw marks, could I attempt to use a particular knowledge to determine what it could be from? Um, I will allow a knowledge of nature or a knowledge religion or knowledge local check. All three are acceptable and will get you different results. I, ooh, I, I, oof. Can I make all three? Nope. You have to pick one. Is it religion, nature, or local? Yep. Yeah, that is going to, you're going to get different amounts of information, depending on what you roll. 27 on knowledge, religion. Cool. I'll make a local check then. Uh, the only one I have is local, so I will make a knowledge local. Then I'll make a uh, nature check. Sure. 28. 17 on the uh, nature. We'll go in the fun order. Snow, your knowledge of natural occurrences and animals as you've been hanging out with Wilson has expanded as he just like randomly spits out animal facts. And you you find it strange that there are claw marks as there are not too many deep sea creatures that have claws. Most of them have fins or flippers. They might have like spines or sharp teeth, but nothing that would make these claw marks with this type of space and dispersion. It definitely doesn't seem to be something that's immensely natural. Then why would I make a nature check? To be able to tell that it's not natural. Um, also, uh... Wouldn't it be arcana if it's unnatural and magical in existence? It's not exactly magical. Okay. It's not a well-known naturally occurring creature, especially not from the reality which you are from. You can tell that no animal that you know of makes these kinds of marks. Zana, as you um, tend to hang around people, go to taverns and bars, you get to chat it up with people, you, you hear a lot of tall tales and rumors. One such seafaring rumor which you hear of is of fish people who will, in the midst of a storm and its chaos, jump on to ships and drag unexpecting sailors to the depths of the ocean. Oh, sweet. It's so, it sells people. <laughs> They're mad that we bullied him. <laughs> Tama, uh, you, sir, as you frequent um, meditative states in isolated parts of nature, you quite frequently um, stumble into serene environments which are actually utilized as like religious establishments or locations like mountaintops, peaks like that. Um, people tend to hold religious ceremonies there and as such an event you've actually spent a lot of time with uh, various different sects and beliefs of people and some of the indigenous people of this land uh, refer to a creature 
known as the Kualupeluk, which um, is some type of ominous sea spirit. It is one of the reasons that a lot of the native people of this area don't go out to deep ocean, uh, especially during night or storms, uh, as uh, this spirit has known to be hostile, carnivorous, and to drag uncareful children into the waters and the depths, and they would never be seen again. Snow, uh, having no idea, just kind of verbalizes, you know, I don't really like this at all. Uh, anybody got any ideas what this is? Oh, well, <laughs> I, I've heard tales, but it might work out in our favor, you know? Um, the only thing I can think of that I've heard is a story about these creatures that live in the sea, and, um, well, they're quite vicious from what I understand. They come out during storms. You mean she like, gestures. like vicious creatures do? Yeah. Well, these ones tend to come out in storms and drag sailors and unsuspecting parties, or even suspecting parties, to their depths. To their deaths. In the depths. Alright, Zona, that, that's mildly helpful. Okay, so, uh, anyone have any actual idea of what it is? Because, um... It's a sea creature that drags sailors to its death. Yeah, we need to know weaknesses. Probably electricity, Why? but... Why? Let it drag the captain. We don't have to... You know, it's great. It the captain well. has the sword with the pommel on it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Did you get it? No. So we have to worry about that going into the ocean because oh. this is a boat that is piloted by the robots. Okay. I don't know what happens if we lose that pommel. Okay. Well, obviously the robots aren't going to attack us. Personally, it seems like they have the minds of their own, so without the pommel to tell them what to do, they might just, you know, go off doing their own little thing. Well... Maybe they squeak their ducks more. Well, that means they wouldn't be dealing with the ship. Well, they're having their conversation. Uh, Tama thinks about it a little bit and thinks about what Zana was saying, and then seems to remember something he uh, had heard about it, and he says... I think what the creature you're talking about is called a, uh, uh, Luk. <laughs> These stupid game developers and their silly names. I thought it was called a Kualulubuluk, so, I mean, it's kind of the same. And you know, Jonathan, um, since you rolled really well on a very specific check, I'm going to give you one other piece of information. Um, certain individuals who, th- there are... Th- there are certain people who believe that these creatures do not necessarily kill those that they take with them, um, and that they actually, these creatures do eat fish and survive on the wildlife and do not eat the humans they take, but rather they corrupt them. They cannot reproduce naturally, so they do, they increase their numbers by effectively um, corrupting those they take captive. And you need to be very careful about not coming in contact with them. So, uh, after Tama says the name of the thing, he uh, thinks again, you know, trying to remember, because it's been a little while, and just trying to remember the exact details. It's a bit of a weird, you know, religion uh, story. So he says, oh, by the way, uh, probably don't want to go up unless you want to maybe potentially turn into one of them. And all of you, while you're having this conversation, please roll a perception check for me. 33. 25. 
That was a wonderful drop. <laughs> I don't think it rolled. It, it didn't. It just like landed and then just settled. It's seventeen. Snow, uh, this is probably one of your, like, greatest fears. You're very paranoid and kind of overwhelmed by the situation, Um, especially the information that Tama has given you recently. You and Zana are frantically talking about your course of action and are kind of, like, huddled together along with Wilson, who's also very scared. Um, He's like, I don't know what this is. This isn't anything naturally occurring. I'm not used to these things. I'm supposed to know what's in the ocean, and that's the comforting part of being in the ocean is that you know what's there mostly unless you're over, like, really deep ocean, but I didn't think it was going to be this bad. And, like, just panic is setting in. Put your necklace on, please. Um, But as you all are panicking, Tama, you... Hear another high-pitched whining sound, but it's not the same as the claw marks. It's not that grating, scratching sound. It's more like the sound of metal being swung open. And you notice, and you kind of hear it swinging and clanking nearby. Somewhere further down in the ship, one of the portholes to the hull has been opened, and the wind from the storm is opening and closing it repeatedly. Do does it? Do we notice that like it gets just louder? Because I was gonna have like snow react and just like a crash of thunder ripples through the night. You're right. No, she just grabs whoever's right next to her, wildly freaking out at this point. A- a- Doesn't at matter who it is. At the same time, Wilson embraces you for comfort, and you're both just latched onto one another, panic and fear set in your eyes. Uh, guys, I know you guys are all panicking, uh, and I don't want to make you more panic. Thanks, Tama. We really appreciate it. But, uh... I'm glad you noticed, bud. You're right. You are really good at sensing people's emotions. Yeah, that's so nice. Uh, um, seems like there's, a uh, one of those, uh, windows is opened. Who opened it? I don't know. I well, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <gasps> no, I didn't do it either. Don't get excited. I, I throw the ducks out. What? It'll save our lives. No. Just pour them out into the ocean. How about Zana walks over to the window? How about we just shut the window? And Zana goes to shut the window. You go to shut the window? I'm on guard. As you approach the window, there is almost like a slimy thud at the brim of it. And as you're staring over, you see this gilled hand with long claws attached to an arm as a creature begins pulling itself in through the porthole. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of The Odd Campaign. All right. Thank you, foundlings, for listening to this week's episode of The Odd Campaign. I've been Quentin, your GM here, and I wanted to give a special thank you uh, to Snow, my lovely player and also audio producer who is smiling at me, um, uh, for finally doing an outro immediately upon finishing a recording. If you like this episode, please make sure to let us know on our social media. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram at RollFound, or you could tell us directly and interact with us uh, at your leisure by joining our Discord. And make sure to tell us all of your favorite moments and conspiracy theories about the podcast. If you wanted to help support the podcast in other ways, share it with a friend. That way, word of mouth gets around and more people know about us. If you wanted to support us monetarily so we could continue making awesome content for you guys, you can go onto our Patreon at bit.ly forward slash support MRPF. Uh, we've got, uh, I believe, only one tier at the moment, but it does go a long way because we have to pay for all the audio equipment, website hosting fees, and it allows us to produce more content for you guys. 
a special shout out um, and thank you for all of the music and ambiance in today's episode. Thank you to Ivan Dutch, Will Savino with Music D20, Michael Gelfi, and Monument Studios for providing today's music and ambiance for this session. So thank you guys and tune in next next week when we figure out what's going on with uh, Kualapaluk. If someone knows how to pronounce that, please feel free to correct me. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.